Hello, everyone. Welcome to Access Chat. Today, we're being joined by a guest that we've had before, Renee Perkins, and um, she's with City Moss. And also, Antonio Santos is joining me. And Neil Milliken is on holiday with his beautiful life, Mar beautiful wife, Martina. So he's not going to join us today. But Renee, welcome back to Access Chat. We're excited to learn, you know, how, how much you've accomplished since last time you were on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on again. And I really enjoyed the last time when I, I spoke to you guys where City Mars was a big vision. And I think this time when, when I come back, I'd like to show you the progress that City Mars has made since then. And also some of the products and services that we think that will help uh, the people with dis disability and their friends and family to live more uh, improved, accessible life. Oh, well said. Do you mind just telling the guest in case they didn't see the other episode, tell them who you are and tell them about the program. Let's just reintroduce everybody to you. Sure. So my name is Rennie and I'm CEO and co-founder at CityMass. So CityMass uh, actually uh, was born in 2018, September, 2018 summertime, where, um, you know, we have this uh, vision uh, of... Um, uh, various different dots joining together. Uh, I must say that uh, that year was a very sad year in my life. And I, if you like, I have a, a sudden epiphany, if you like, uh, where I lost my second child and my grandma passed away at the same time. And I realized living the corporate life wasn't really the life that I wanted to fulfill. And, 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 and I really want to do something that actually means something. And, and that's where uh, City Mass was um, born then when we witnessed my mother-in-law's uh, foster children's uh, um, difficulties of getting around the cities, get around places, because he's on wheelchairs and there's many kind of lack of relevant information for, for him and for the carer, my, my mother-in-law, to be able to plan journeys and, and go from A to B, for example. So... We're looking to that difficulties around, um, you know, getting around cities and, and getting the right information to be able to do that. And there's some information there, but not in a very good and scalable way that, you know, that, that, can, uh, that, that can extend it to anywhere in the global platform. And that's where we set out the visions of actually to help improve accessible travel back then, right? Back then is about making people, uh, making uh, uh, easier for people with disabilities and their carers to go from A to B. That was a simple vision. But when we're looking to this simple vision, but it's in fact, it's not so simple. There's so many parts that we learned since 2018. It was incredible journey where we learned actually to be able to plan that journey from A to B. You got to have the right information to be able to plan it. And at the right time to plan it. And with that information at the right time, right information at the right time, but in a way that the right form that can be communicated to the users that needs it the most. So we realized those are three major obstacles for us to be able to achieve that vision. So we start, you know, um, starting a lot of research uh, with charities like Leonard Cheshire, and we are collaborating with academic universities, research institutes like Brunel Universities, University of Surrey, and University of Bath is also part of our ecosystem now to provide um, kind of technical support as well as research assistance. So 
based on our research and 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 our finding from from those studies that we start to kind of pan out really if we want to achieve that simple vision at the beginning we realize we have to solve these problems to actually really see in the real world impact not just travel from a to b but also providing the right information at the right time in the right form that can be disseminated to the users that need it the most so um so that's where uh, citimas you know since 2018 we joined number incubators including microsoft ai for good we joined we've been selected for london may offices business growth program delivered by london partners we were selected for an investment uh, program by sente foundry which is which is chicago based us chicago based uh, investment program when i was in the us um uh, december time last year and um we you know we've been working with university of surrey as well in terms of working with actually providing placement opportunities for university students um as well as kind of collaborating with professors to use cutting edge to to achieve that visions that where we originally set up to achieve in 2018 and um and, and since then we have uh been through quite a lot of iterations and must say uh for for our platform which we have gone now gone live in in August and um there's many things has happened as well in this in, during this time between um 20 and uh 2018 to to um to now is that to achieve those visions we need to segregate them and then bring them together in the end um hence we we have since then provide um you know a a live platform to provide that real time accessibility information local localized accessible information at global platform i.e in all the major cities where we have accessibility information on the places of interest based on the individual's needs i have to admit the data is not perfect yet but actually we got quite a lot of data on wheelchair accessibility perspective what what we would like to do to be able to provide vision impaired hearing impaired and cognitive impairments and i realize that you know we we all realize it's a complex matter and there's many different degrees of people with disabilities and different type of needs as well and they might be conflicting but we are do- doing our very best to to provide that um extended impacts of uh wheelchair accessibility visually visually impaired here impaired and cognitive impairments um so i know i know antonio wants to ask you a question but i i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt go ahead and finish your your thought and then um let's let antonio uh ask you a question too if you don't mind yeah just to wrap up so um we, we provide that uh you know accessibility information we provide navigation it's not perfect but actually it has some degrees of help if you like list interchange and less walking and things like that uh for people with disabilities and in carers uh we have web accessibility plugins that to help people with different impairments interact with our platform which was the part that I talked about in terms of uh enabling people's experience digital interactions with the products and services that we have um and um uh, we we were also providing white label mobility uh platform for public bus company in portugal to uh in, enable them to discover the real time bus locations and, and and help tackling transport poverty in the kind of suburban rural areas uh, and and in that platform we integrated our code technology which is a um, ux ui 
manipulations of predicting human intent. And that was also a part of information dissemination technologies that we're developing and continue developing. And we have a PhD funding to, to do four-year research on that to, um, to, 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 to push out as a, as a part on its own. Sorry, that, that was a, a, hard, a long introduction. I'm, reminded. I'm, I'm just thinking back in terms of 2018, what's happened. Like it's, a, it's been a, like more than two years in the memory in my head, for sure. Rene, you, you have done a lot of research, uh, definitely. Uh, something that we, 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 we observe is that there's been a lot of uh, investment and planning on, on smart cities all over the world. You know, uh, uh, plenty of discussions how to improve life in cities, how to improve sustainability. Uh, uh, but sometimes we don't we don't see that conversation driving into the direction of making cities more accessible. And and uh, considering that we we know that in many countries aging population is a well known issue for decades. It's not something oh uh, oh uh, population is aging. We know that's probably since the 60s 70s, uh, but probably public policy was not paying attention uh, enough. So what we need to consider, based on, on your research and your experience, what we need to consider today uh, when we are looking at these big smart city projects, how can we find ways where we don't end up in a trap of creating things that are not accessible? Uh, yeah, that, that's a really good question. Your And your observations of smart city project is like the same as mine. Whenever I heard smart cities, the, 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 the next word would be sustainability. Although sustainability can mean people equality as well, you know, in, in the UN SDG goals, there's 17 of them. Actually, I think seven out of 17 of them actually mention people with disabilities, whether it's 11, in context. 11. Is it 11? Is that 11? Yeah. So, that, you know, there you go. So it's, it's you know, it's mentioned in context transportation, it's mentioned in the index of equality, the rights and, and housing. It's mentioned in all aspects of basic human uh, uh, rights right but yet again the kind of smart city projects as i mentioned um you know the, the, the efficient efficiency uh energy efficiency um you know autonomous vehicles uh you know uh flying drones uh delivering goods and that, that those are great stuff to solve the human the modern lives living that's fantastic it's needed and i think accessibility is still kind of afterthoughts even though there are campaigns you know there are clear business benefits of putting accessibility in the planning stage where building it in so that it doesn't cost you more the government or the institutes more later on to kind of retrofit sometimes not even possible right um whether it's a business for the cost and benefits or whether it's fiscally not possible um so it, it is frustrating that um even though the aging population, as you mentioned, is known issue, everybody knows that in some part of your life, in my life, I've been disabled. You know, I just don't know when yet. I could be in an accident. Uh, then, you know, I often lost my freedom to move freely. And and, and, and all of these things are, are pointing to the right direction. So awareness of access, the importance of accessibility. But I think for me the obstacles of actually making a more systematic way is it's 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 already addressed by many campaigns like you know the valuable 500 people you know people like caroline's bringing all the decision makers 
of those smart city projects, for example, into the pictures of people with disabilities. Now, there was two obstacles in my mind. One is actually aware of it. They might be aware of this need to do it. And, and, and the willingness to do it. But then there's also obstacles of cost and benefits, business case. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a must compared to this nice half kind of decisions that they, they're having the conversation during the meetings, right, to, to make those decisions. So it's, it's, it's really, it's, it, for, for me, I think the more campaigns like the Valuable 500 into a level of decision making, the more awareness that um, those uh, accessibility is not out of thoughts out there, the higher chance of smart cities can be included as part, like, you know, accessibility can be included as part of a smart city for sure. Um, I, I wish it could be simpler. I agree. And, and you know, the when you when we talk about smart cities, um, I, I, you know, we, we need to really think about what smart cities mean. You know, a word that we also have used um, here on Access Chat is smart communities. But how can you have a smart city if large parts of the population, you know, can't navigate the city properly? And so how can you have a smart city if um, we don't have the ability to make sure that the crosswalks have enough time for each of us to get across, you know, or that it, accessible transportation and all all the different things. Um, and I know that you're trying to make sure that uh, people with disabilities know when a restaurant is accessible, when a business is accessible, when transportation is accessible, and if you need accommodations, how do you get to that? How have the businesses responded to what you're doing? Have been they, they have they been supportive? Have they been wanting to provide you the information or understand why they need the information so that people can, you know, you know, give them their business. And, and I would also be curious about how is COVID-19 impacting all the stuff you're doing? It seems like your work is more important in during COVID-19, but I'll let you tell us if that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting question. So I think all the businesses we spoke to in terms of bringing their accessibility information of the, um, of their property, of their location, of their business into our platform are, are very supportive. So they, you know, they 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 understand automatically. There will be, you know, a, a sense of agreement. You're right. It needs to be accessible. This kind of information needs to be out there. Um, and actually, you know, joining us in, and 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 putting the effort in, uh, in terms of, you know, measuring the the rams or the, the the handles, the height, and also the kind of bathrooms dimensions of the bathroom accessible bathrooms they have etc it, it is um it does take a little bit of commitment for them to to be able to provide the information and and sometimes some organization are able to carry through some organizations are a bit slow or you know just kind of leave it as it is so from that perspective you know there is there are responsible organizations that have the tenacity to carry through what they believe in what they're saying for sure uh but there's a long way to go i, I think uh, and i think i think every organization should really be behind what we're doing providing voluntary you know to, that kind of information for people on our platform able to visit 
they are um, they are businesses. And and the reasons why the business business the business because they you know they have money to spend right. They can go interact with your business right. They go go shop in your shops and then go and you know dive in your restaurants and and have coffee in your cafes. I mean, why wouldn't you want to? It's just for me. I just my boggling. Uh, it's it's about you know kind of human. To, uh, um, well, sometimes they don't know, and then what you're doing is actually bringing them access to a whole new, you know, client base, people yeah. to use your business. You had mentioned the Valuable 500, and we're big supporters of uh, Caroline. Yeah. Her birthday, she just had a birthday this week. But, oh, um, and one thing that we've talked about is, you know, it's interesting um, how competition is such a motivator for businesses. So we noticed that when Ernst & Young and Accenture joined the Valuable 500, their competitors yeah. became more interested in this. And so yeah. I was just wondering if you're using that as you're talking to these businesses and letting them know, well, you're a pizza parlor, but just to let you know, these other pizza parlors down the street, they've done this. I was just wondering if you've used that. And I know that uh, Antonio has a question after that, but let me turn it over to you. That that's a good tactic, but I I have honestly not used that tactic before. But I I may take on that uh, for sure. Thank you for the tip. Uh, another way of going around about doing that in a more scalable in a short time frame for us is using possible technologies to solve that problem. Um, so what in our platform as well, not only we rely on businesses provide that kind of accessibility information of their businesses onto our platform. But we also use machine learning to um, assess the places of interest on the map in terms of their probability of accessible or not. And and actually, our model has you know seventy percent accuracy at the moment. So it's it's you know it's seventy percent of what we're saying that's accessible. It's it's a it's a, it's right. And compared to kind of crowdsource, we also use crowdsource uh, uh, confirmation as well from our community. If the community has visited that um, places of interest, saying you know it, it is accessible, it is not, that will continue to helping our 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 algorithm to predict the, the rate of accessibility, and it's it's improving to seventy three percent, and we're looking to improve it to eighty percent. You know, ultimately we want to be hundred percent for sure that without relying a, a lot of a huge amount of effort. Can you imagine that a startup by Citimas trying to tackle this global problem and trying to get every single business to give me information? But that's always like if I like spend a thousand years, I might not even achieve that vision, right? So what what Citimas vision is grand, but yet we want to try to use technology as much as possible to create that scalable impact. I hope that answers your questions. Actually, no, that was an excellent. Yeah. That was I, I thought that was a wonderful point because because artificial intelligence, machine learning, it has to learn. So I love that you're using crowdsourcing to increase uh, the efic the efficiency. Antonio, I know you had a question. Sorry. Well, my, my question goes into uh, into data and quality of data. We know that. Uh, in, in the past, uh, many uh, people tried to find ways, let's say, to crowdsource uh, data in relation to topics related with, with mobility. But th those projects, they were live for a couple of years, and then people lost the energy or companies lost funding. So and not all governments provide uh, data available uh, from public transport. So I know data is a problem. So how, uh, what are the issues that you have with that? And how 
are you fighting against that? How can you uh, get data that make your app more reliable? How do you engage with organizations that might have the data somewhere hidden, somewhere without being used? How do you actually, how do you start that problem? No, that's that's a great question, uh, Antonio. There's there's such a great questions, and 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 you're right. Data is the king now, right? Data is the currency right now in this it is modern life. Where you know the more data, the more insights we have. You know, the, the more helpful to, to businesses and individuals, in fact, right? Um, and in terms of um, you mentioned about charities and projects to crowdsource data, right? the quality of data and 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 they run out of steam in a couple of years just because there's no funding or like you know there's too much like, like require huge amount of efforts and resources to be able to ensure the data the quality of data is is usable uh, to create that impact they set out to create right and and that's why CityMass really truly believe we, we need to have a scalable model we need to have a sustainable and scalable model to create an impact that the grand visions that we set out to create in 2018. Um, that you know, not only rely on crowdsourcing data uh, or crowd crowd confirming data, but also using data, whatever data we're currently improving using at the moment to to make that prediction. So. There was obviously limitations from the quality of data in terms of the input and output, and the quality of the, the the models to be able to provide that accuracies and you know the right level of predictions for um, to create that impact. So we continuously improving that, as I mentioned before, from kind of seventy percent to seventy three percent. You know, to, 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 the aim is to to be you know as as close to one hundred percent as possible, but nobody can predict certainty, even including crowdsourced data, right? So the quality of crowdsourced data, come like it, it's not also a hundred percent reliable, because uh, because one could report something with lower credibility of profile. If you don't mean there are you know multiple kind of uh, elements of the accuracy of crowdsourced data can be used. So if you if you kind of sizing up the elements of crowdsourced data and you know the positive side as well as, well as this negative side of things, the accuracy, the timeliness, the kind of uh, consistency of the data that from the crowds, uh, etc., compared to kind of um, machine learning prediction data that we have in terms of the quality data that we have, um, our model is based on all the data has been confirmed previously, and obviously there is elements of the data. That I think a lot of businesses and um, and technology companies may not pay a huge amount of attention to is the dynam dynamisms of the data. Is like the timeliness of the data. Um, so you know, today if the lift is out of service, is tomorrow the lift is out of service on that station? You know, if today the lift is is working fine in the station, is tomorrow out of service? Is that that level of you know, accuracy and quality of data as we're after. So um, from, you know, from kind of travel data perspective in London, we currently rely on Transport for London to, to, to provide us this data so that we can disseminate this data in a real-time manner. As soon as they say, you know, the lifting in, in Charing Cross is out of, out of service, then that will be in our platform. And if as soon as they say, 
the living material cross is back in service, they will be on the platform. So Sisters Masters platform is, is a platform enabling that kind of real-time information where we can get our hands on. We love to get the whole world's like information like that just to, to put on our platform. And by the way, our platform is completely free, right? They're completely free for any users to use. Any people with disabilities or the carers and families want to use it to plan their journey or to find out the information, right? So it's it's something that we find it's very important for, for up and most the starting of the city mass vision in 2018. Just provide that level quality data, uh, timeliness of the data, and um, and in the way that they can consume easily using our uh, assist plugin on our platform. So Renee, I I, I understand and I, I applaud that it's for free. But how how are y'all making money? Because you have to make money to stay in business. So if the app and the information for the end user is free, how do you, is it a sustainable business for you guys? That is a really really key thing to 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 tackle and and address. And, and we are purpose driven company. We're a profit making company, but purpose purpose driven. What that means that we our our vision uh, is to be able to have this company going off for like you know forever if we can to continue doing what we're doing so we need to make it a sustainable business and um our our business model is around providing uh those data for people for businesses or websites to integrate to into their into into their websites for example right like access chat if you have about us if you have a location right or any any businesses that have locations or or websites have about us a page where they can show where the business is going or where they are even customers if they are customer facing organizations like supermarkets or hotels or restaurants and bars right we can provide that data streaming into the about page and replace the map on their about page with our platform so that their visitors want to, once they go on their platform. Go, they are visitors go on the business uh, website. They can find out the nearby accessibility conditions, right? So, for example, there's a permit in uh, customers want to stay in a permit in in a town in London somewhere in Bromley, for example. Um, they'd be able to go like permit in websites. They said they check out the you know I want to stay in this permit in in Bromley. They they will be able to see on the permit in website our uh, platform on their map integrations in the in their websites saying oh this is what i'm saying the nearby restaurants here it's wheelchair accessible so i can i can dine out, dine out into that wheelchair accessible restaurants or cafes or shops i want to go to all places of interest or, or leisure leisure parks that i want to go and visit right, right. so it's so, uh, so uh, but how does that bring money in for you guys so how does, does it bring money in for city moss so the, the business will be paying a monthly subscription um, right. to, to CityMars to provide that information and data. Depends on, you know, how many users they have in terms of streaming the data, what we're providing as well. So that will, um, so we, we, we will call them not customers, we call them partners uh, in terms of, you know, helping them to achieve that um, inclusion, if you like, for the business. You know, if they were saying that our our hotel is actually accessible. We, you know, we can see all aspects of it. It's got the left, it's got accessible, you know, um, rooms. Um, because 
wheelchair users or disabled people visit a hotel not just to stay in a hotel. They they stay in a hotel for a night and they're doing things. They're living their lives, right? So it's about that inclusions. No, that uh, and Renee, let me include that just to add something interesting. Right on that point that you're saying, uh, booking the hotel. I was talking with... Um, a couple um, um, a few months ago uh, here in, in Ireland um, who uh, were uh, one of the members uh, of the family has disability and they would say, oh, when I book my holidays, I always go to the same place because I know it's accessible. So uh, I know that I'm going to spend my money. I'm going to have a good experience. I'm not going to take any risk. Because otherwise, I might go into a place that says it's accessible, and then I reach there, and it's not really it doesn't feel fulfill the, my expectations. Yeah. So you are trying to address precisely precisely that. Exactly. So you know, to to really get that information as well to to address that problem, not only to provide us information, but provide us information that the the users can consume. Um, easily, right, on their websites. So um, we we are we are actually launching accessible taxis on our platform as well. So when people actually on our on our platform and and they discover the accessible places that they can go and suit that suitable for their needs, they're able to book accessible taxi on our platform uh, uh, to to get them there if they need to. But we obviously have navigations for public sector. Uh, public transportation is currently on London at the moment, but you know there are options if they would like to do that, they can do that. So in a way that what you know what City Miles's core value proposition is to improve accessible living by providing personalized you know products and services that not only information that we're providing, i.e. where is accessible, where should, you know it's good good to go, but also how can we get you there? How can we you know the, the applications of data streaming, the applications of what City Mouse's technology is, it's immense. I, I I still really feel quite strongly about it because you can improve the mobility side of things. You can also improve accessible housing, for example. Right, our our platform, our data streaming services can be implemented into Zoopla, to Rightmove, or to any kind of property aggregators. Um, to display that property they sell, trying to sell or trying to rent their surrounding accessibility conditions. Because anybody want to move houses or, or that, it's a, it's a change of lifestyle. It's a, it's a huge decision. And you got to know not only, you know, what does the flat look like, does the house look like, you know, how big is it, how bed, bedroom, bathroom it is, but also what about a surrounding area? You know, for, for parents that we talk about schools, right? For parents, we talk about what's a good school. But for, for, for people with disabilities as well, you, you, you talk about where's, you know, can I actually go to a nearby restaurant without too much hassle? Can I get to my nearby GPs, you know, uh, health healthcare providers uh, that's accessible to me? Can I, you know, can I go to the grocery store next street that it's accessible to me? And this kind of level of accessibility information will help um, people for uh, for uh, for access by housings as well for the real estate market, for example. Which right. is excellent. 
Excellent point. Because, you know, whenever you are um, looking for an accessible house, I know I had a friend of mine that was looking for an accessible um, apartment townhouse house in Washington, D.C. And she she went to 68 different ones. And a lot of them said they were ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act uh, compliant. And she would get there and they would, she would say, okay, you said that you were ADA compliant in the bathroom. And they said, yes, we had, there's a bathroom on the second floor that's fully accessible. And she's like, right, but I'm in a wheelchair. (laughs) So how do I get to the second floor? And the real estate agent said, wow, I never really thought about that. Yeah, yeah, I know. So it's like, sometimes, you know, it, and she still has not been able to find an accessible place in the uh, in Washington D.C., which is the capital of the United States. I, I mean, know. it's horrible. It's horrible. So I, I love yeah. that aspect of what you're doing. I think that more and more, what City Mass is doing, we're all going to learn from. And it, we talk about smart cities, smart homes, uh, smart communities. But to really make them accessible to all, you got to dig into it like they're doing at City Moss. So I know we're out of time and I, I, you know, I want to make sure that I give you the final uh, word. But before we do that, Renee, um, uh, we want to thank our supporters. We are just so, so thankful to Barclays Access, to Microlink, MyClearText. They are such wonderful partners and so supportive of all of the community of people with disabilities and Access Chat. We're very, very grateful to them. But I want to make sure before we close that you, that we'll, I give you the last um, word, but at the same time, will you let the audience know what your website is? They're going to find out what your Twitter account is when we do the tweet chat next Tuesday. But let's make sure people know how to uh, you know, find out more about City Moss. Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this discussion because it's very in-depth and very close to what we're doing and close to my heart. And um, if you want to find out a bit more about what City Mass does, uh, as in over umbrellas of what the City Mass products and services can help you and your families, you can go and check it out in citymass.io. So city, C-I-T-Y-M-A-A-S.io. That's our main website. But if you'd like to find out the, the accessibility information in your local area and where you're going to, please go to demo.citymass.io. So this demo.citymass.io. And you will find um, a, a level of services out there across the globe. And, um, and feel free to check out our uh, assist plugins as well if you require some sort of adjustment to interact with our platform. It's congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much. It's very powerful work. So we really, really appreciate what you're doing. Thank and you so much for having me. Support you. Yeah, we're here to support you. So thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. And thanks to our audience. We appreciate everybody at Access Chat. Thank you. Thank you.